forever. Dog! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. Welcome to our podcast. Scary Stories, stories to, to Tell on the pod. pod. It's a podcast about uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark books, but also urban, urban legends, legends, scary ideas, um, spooky things, um, terribly frightening smells, and just stuff that you heard about that made you feel creeped out. The spiritual bedrock of this podcast is... A story you remember from a girl you went to camp with who told you about her cousin's friends who were identical twins Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. had the same dream. Truly, as you're saying that, I remember there was a new girl in our school and she had gone to our middle school and then missed a year in high school. And then everyone was like, what happened to her? And some girl who I don't remember her name or anything was like, she stabbed her aunt because she thought she was a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, you got to take a year off school and then happened. They punished her by subtracting a year of her education. (laughs) Um, This is a very exciting episode, Anna. There's a ghosty dog here. We've got two special guests. Truly. One is our our new producer, Adam. Yes, who's wonderful. Who's wonderful. One is Lady Bird, who's an email. And who is gives the sounds of existential dread that you'll hear throughout the podcast. Yes. Um, and third is my personal boyfriend, Jason Hammond. Yes. Oh, hello. Yes. Hey, he, Jason. Hello. Hi. Good to see you, Andrew. It oh, is man, a, what a pleasure. sign of my growing weakness that I'm allowing a man into my life Whoa. and onto my pod. <laughs> I used to be strong and now I'm weak. I was absolutely shocked when you asked me uh, just this morning if I had free time to record a podcast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm arrogant. Fresh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the reason Jason is here, aside from being a wonderful podcast producer and comic book artist and writer, can you believe me, listeners? Oh. I'm someone who said that men should be jailed from birth. And now I'm no, but you found promoting th- my boyfriend's podcast. You found the one That's good fucked. one. That's you absolutely found, fucked. Yeah. I know, but he's going to break and hit me at some point. He's too nice. You can't be nice man. and tall and not hit. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's just true. Oh God! Oh, I'm sorry. No, he won't. No, he won't. Oh my He's God! He's good. I won't. He's pretty strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh boy. Um, okay, but anyway, uh, yes. the reason he's here <laughs> is that uh, we've been dating for six months. Hey, yeah, a little and, over. And uh, this is how you celebrate. But also, just the other day, you told me a ghost story that you experienced that. Uh, Made me want to walk away for a second because I was like, you're either crazy or a liar. And it's, I don't want to over gild the lily over here, but, um, it was, uh, it was sort of the creme de la creme in terms of like real life ghost story that happened to someone near you. (laughs) I had definitely, I had like, I had waited on purpose to tell her because I had made mention of it one time and like kind of thought about emailing it in as an urban legend. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I can't. From an anonymous account? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, I was like, I, I, I truly, I know that this is going to make me sound like an absolute lunatic. Uh, no, and you all, listeners, you need to know, Jason is like the most trustworthy, even-keeled person <laughs> 
Um, His keels are really even. Yeah. Zero <laughs> red flags in terms of like, this is a person trying to sell movie rights. Yeah. You know? yeah. Lunatic <laughs> is the exact perfect word for this. Um, <laughs> and if you see Jason looking at his phone, he's not being rude. He is currently getting the um, recap from two of the people who are there with him. Oh my think. God. Corroboration. <laughs> okay. Yes. We have two primary sources who are confirming the story oh and adding God, further oh details God. that Jason forgot. Okay. So. Um, the story is this urban legend is called Jay's Journal, <gasps> and it is based in Utah, where Jason is from, in Pleasant Grove, which is where Jason is from ish, where you grew up. Partially, you were not born there. No, partially. Jason moved around a lot because he's <laughs> interesting. Sorry, <laughs> and <laughs> um, so I. Uh, Jason, do you want to tell us your sort of understanding of it? And I can. So yeah, so this, and we're we're talking about the uh, the the source legend. Yes. Um, so the the source legend we're talking about is Jay's Journal, which was a um, book slash legend of like a as as we had heard it growing up or or like through kids at school and stuff like that was about a a kid who lived in Pleasant Grove who like worshipped Satan and uh ended up killing his mom and sister I think was the way that oh. I heard it um and that there was a house in in Pleasant Grove that we would often like drive by or walk by or whatever and see and like the the legend was that that was um that that was the house that he had done it in and that it was like haunted and that their ghosts like still lived there and stuff and so, and Utah is Mormon. If yeah. you don't, if you don't know your states, um, <laughs> Utah yeah. is the Mormon. It's the Mormon yes. State. So it was published, uh, attributed to anonymous. Okay. Um, about a depressed teenage boy who becomes involved with a satanic group after participating in several occult rituals. Jay believes he is haunted by a demon named Raoul. Oh, Raul. The book, the book is based on true events of a 16-year-old Alden Barrett from Pleasant Grove, Utah, who committed suicide in 1971. Um, and that's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of legends, and and Jason, this is this is you. Yeah, it's. <sighs> so we we had long been curious about. Um, that house and and what was going on there. And so one night, myself and uh, three friends who all just give fake names to avoid um, uh, 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 slander. Um, <laughs> Great. Thank <laughs> let's, you. Let's say Steve, Kenzie, and Paul. Ooh, um, wow. uh, we, we all decided we were, you know, some young rambunctious folks and uh, decided to uh, go and explore a haunted house for the first time. Um, and Jason was a cool teen. I can't, I mean, you'd have to be the concept of not only wanting to explore a haunted house, but having them having the the house to do that in. Mm -hmm. Wow. What an idyllic. What an idyllic upbringing. My friends would go to um, King's State Penitentiary on Long Island. Mm. And that was haunted. But my friends would talk about going to the pedophile village somewhere <laughs> in central Florida. <laughs> Yeah. That's not a scary story. That's just it's a yeah. bad name for a town. Don't, yeah, and don't a bad go idea. there. Don't go there. It's a real thing. Sorry, yeah, can't believe anyway. they named that place. That. <laughs> um, God. So so yeah, we we end up uh, uh, going over this house, and there, there's like two houses that it might be. One of them ends up being like a little shack that's not haunted at all, and just has like teens graffitiing swear words on the walls and stuff. <laughs> um, and it, the the second one is like this two story house. 
Um, we walk in. There's like no one around. There's a bunch of trees, but it's kind of in a clearing. Like it's in the middle of like this little foresty thing um, right next to like the property where I um, would work at a movie theater later. Uh but we we go on the first floor and it's and a lot of... And the movie theater was also haunted. The movie theater also had oh some, some spooky stories of its own. Um, and his manager taught him Krav Maga <laughs> and anytime Jason was better at it, he would stomp on his toes. What? <laughs> yeah, my toes are really messed up now because of that. Oh. <laughs> there is... I, that's the most intrigue I've ever heard in six seconds. <laughs> Oh my god! So that, crazy. that episode will happen next month. Sorry, <laughs> it'll be two hours. Oh long. my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so on the first floor, there was more graffiti all over the walls. A lot of a lot of funny teens. Um, and uh, the living room, there was like I guess graffiti of a pair of fallen angel wings, which like <gasps> my friends were really freaked out about, but I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Um. Uh, then we went upstairs. There were two rooms. Uh, the one on the right had like a massive hole in the floor that we like kind of walked around. Um, and while we were in there, we heard a an enormous thud from the room on the left, like either a boot stomping down really hard or like a body falling oh, on the floor. Oh, no. Um, and so, so we, we like went into that room and just saw like kind of dust in the air was the only thing we saw there. And so we were like kind of freaked out. Um, Did you have flashlights or uh, phone? We had phone lights didn't exist yet. So I believe, yes, we had a flashlight. I remember there being a source of light. Not quite sure what it was, oh, but it wouldn't cool. have been a phone. I think it was like a. am remembering like a white LED light. So it must have been like one of those baby flashlights. For oh, you youngsters, we used to have to carry flashlights with us to <laughs> explore. Phone have to, you get a lighter. You ha- and that's why everyone had such big pockets. My <laughs> Motorola Razor chocolate. Oh man. Oh, okay. I'm I'm joking because I'm terrified. No, yeah, no, it's it's good. Also, my mom loves <clears throat> to buy me those teeny tiny flashlights as a stocking stuffer oh, yeah. that like Just wouldn't case. be helpful in any any situation. Yeah, in case you um need to read a book at night and you're sharing a bed with someone who's sensitive to light. Yeah, like if there's a hurricane but you also want to still not be able to see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um so as we're walking down the uh down the stairs, apparently the other Oh, sorry. So, so, well, so that's the thing is there's more details here. Oh, okay. There's, there was a whole interlude that I forgot when I told oh you the abridged version oh of the story. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, but both of these sources have verified this interlude okay. uh, without me prompting. Um, so we, we get freaked out by, like, the absence and whatever. So we, we uh, start going down the stairs. As we're going down the stairs, apparently uh, Kenzie starts uh, feeling a breathing on her neck and hearing <gasps> whispers. No, Kenzie. Gets real freaked out. Uh, so we go outside and then, uh, myself and Kenzie go around both sides of the house to try and see if there was like anyone there. Uh-huh. Cause we couldn't see anyone in the room. Like the loud noise couldn't figure out where it came from. Um, so we, we go around while, uh, Steve and Paul stay at the front to try and see if we could like flush someone out, like running around the house or something that was like trying to mess with us. Um, no one comes out. Uh, uh, Steve yells a bunch. Uh, like he, he went, Inside the house again, yells out the window, um, something like, you know, like trying to like find anyone. Uh, So then we go back in. Uh, that's the part I don't relate to. <laughs> yeah, going back inside. Okay, I'm, I'm we're trying, Like, especially me, I think myself and uh, and and Paul, more than anyone, were, like, very skeptical and, like, sure. trying to, like, 
okay, someone's messing with someone's us. Someone's trying to spook you. Yeah, yeah. Some friend heard that like we were coming here. Oh, or, you know, yeah. like someone, even though we hadn't really told anyone, we were like somehow someone's like messing with us. Right. Um. So anyway, we we go back in and uh, we're like trying to like look through like the closets and see if like we can find anyone in there. Uh, and then we hear the thud again. Mm-hmm. Um. And all three of us are in the same or all four of us are in the same room. Um hear the thud again and so it kind of scares the hell out of us we go like down you know walking down the stairs again and acorns start hitting us oh see and that okay so that's like that feels like pranky teen thing totally yeah 100 percent. acorns start hitting us as we're like walking down we're freaking out we go outside we like take another like quick loop around the place and then we just leave because we're freaked out we can't find anyone there's no possible explanation for any of this happening oh no it's also like jason is smiling a lot while telling the story so it like makes it sound sweeter and friendlier (laughs) oh and hell on earth i know i true i have a true grimace of anguish on my face The only way that I can like make myself feel okay about it is by <laughs> laughing and smiling and being like, "This is insane." Wow. Well, I'm gonna criticize you for that. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so then, yeah. Apparently, then we all went to Walmart, uh, <laughs> like to like try and regroup. It's a small town. The only place we had any solace right. was Walmart. It's the brightest place. It's the <laughs> the brightest place. That's true. Um, and and as we're like driving over there, uh, Steve, who's in the front seat, starts like kind of twitching and freaking out. Uh, Paul's right behind Steve and I'm uh, next to Paul in the back seat. Kenzie's driving. Uh, and so so Steve's like in the front kind of like twitching around and like getting kind of irritated and stuff. Uh, and then he at one point goes like, Paul, stop it. Cut that shit out. And I'm looking at Paul sitting there not doing anything. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you? And he's like, stop scratching me. I know you're doing it. Stop. And he's like, I am not touching you. I have not touched you. And he lifts up his shirt, and no. this is this is the craziest part of the story, which makes me sound like a lunatic. Uh, he lifts up his shirt, and we see like scratch marks <laughs> forming on his back. No, forming. Yeah, like becoming red oh. on his back. Uh, oh god! Apparently, by the way, apparently there are pictures of these scratches. Uh, Kenzie told me when I reached out to ask about this story, she does. They're on her old laptop, so she's gonna find them and send them to me. But oh my God. apparently, we took pictures of the scratches that night. Um, but yeah, then we got immediately freaked out. We called Paul's dad uh, to see if there was anything that he knew to like help or do about it. Apparently, <laughs> he knew is, about creepy being stuff. Being a dad is so funny. <laughs> oh my god! The concept of getting that call—you really can't tell what's gonna happen. Yeah, let me turn the Rocketeer down on TV. <laughs> so yeah, that. That happened, and seeing the scratches just freaked us out. Or Steve, we can bleep that name, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve was all freaking out uh, uh, about um, what was happening. We ended up getting like I don't know alcohol and like pouring it on it. Like oh we had no God. idea what to do. Uh, and then that just kind of haunted us for the rest of our uh, high school years, and we didn't really talk about it much. Like this is the fir- today reaching out to these friends about this is the You're first time I've talked about it since then. Steve and Kenzie ended up getting married and then divorced because oh. Steve's kind of a piece of shit. But, oh. um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, kind of a kind of a wild thing that's always wow. I've never been able to explain it and for the longest time I was like trying to like 
for this whole night, I've been telling them like, oh no, it's like, it could have been squirrels throwing the acorns, like could have wow. been this, could have been that. And then <laughs> squirrels? I was grasping for any straw that I could find to explain Truth it. Because we squirrels being like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like making a dress with one hand and like throwing <laughs> acorns with the other. That, yeah. I, I can't Im- imagining the things that used to scare me as a teenager mm-hmm. with my friends and the fact that this, there is actually like tangible things to be afraid of. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I would have never recovered. I feel like I would have, um, I would be I would live in a hospital. Yeah, it's it's insane. Kenzie says that like she she was like yelling to us to like stop whispering in her ear, but like none of us were like close enough to be doing that. Um, what was the what was the like um the architecture of this house like? Is this like an old-fashioned Utah house? Is oldish, it? Okay. yeah. Oldish. It's it's two floors, like kind of um it's it looked like it was probably built sometime in like the 40s or something. Mm, so like yeah. yeah, oldish but not terribly old. That's an unsung type of haunted house. The house built in like the 40s. The mm. medium old house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're not talking antebellum or mm-hmm. or gothic. It's like, you know. But hey, people died since then. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. <laughs> and I and I will say Kenzie's version of the story is a little different from mine and Paul's, but all of the key oh. all of the key points are there. What are okay. her diverging? She doesn't remember like some of the um like she kind of connects directly from hearing the thud and getting freaked out to seeing the scratches, like it's basically oh, immediately no. there. Okay. So I think she kind of forgot a lot. But of those the... are the two two of the three craziest parts. Yeah, of it. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, that is wait, that's crazy scratch marks. Yeah, and and Paul's version says that he just saw the scratches, like that they were already there. Mm-hmm. Myself and Kenzie saw them forming manifest. But there are definitely like, and you guys are both in the back seat. Uh, Kenzie was was in the front seat, but she was like, we had stopped by this point when he was lifting up his shirt, and she was like looking over oh, and okay. watching it too. And Paul was oh. directly behind uh, so Steve's seat, so he probably couldn't see as much. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. Scratch marks on bodies are scary. They're scary because the ghost is being like, I'm scratching you. Do you remember <laughs> Anna scary. when we when we were in college, we would go to the Skidmore Comedy Festival, and one time yeah. we were invited to a girl's dorm room for dinner. And there was another person there who, much like in the movie Hannibal, was wearing a hat and looked like he might have been recently lobotomized. And she took our shoes when we came at the door, and then we weren't sure where our shoes were. Yeah, we couldn't leave. And then the guy who kind of looked like he was lobotomized at one point was like, look at what she did to me. And he pulled his shirt up and he had scratch marks all over his back. That's right, he showed you that. And we and I just remember Emily Schmidt and I were like, oh no. And then <laughs> and then the then the, the the host came out and she was like, I made you all big bowls of steamed vegetables. And she was like, I don't have enough forks. So each two people have to share a fork. And I just remember being like, oh God, this is, something is wrong. We're These were poisoned. children who'd never learned about veganism. So we were given <laughs> bowls of brown rice with literally just julienned carrots and onions. And it was enough to spook the hell out of us. Uh, but yeah, These scratch were, scary. Yeah, those were hippies. I, I, was, yeah. I was just going to say, I was just reminded that, so the fallen angel wings that were graffitied, they were very large on the wall of the first floor. Uh also had fallen angel wings on the back of his shirt, uh, which was also where these scratch the marks were. Name. Oh, 
Damn it. Steve. <laughs> mark that. Steve had fallen angel wings <laughs> on the Mecca's shirt. A quick question about fallen. Are, are these are, are these a specific sort of symbol or is it just like fallen angel wings like the devil, like the symbol of angel wings on the ground? And I truly Lucifer's don't know. Like I've only been told about fallen angel wings, so I don't know what the meaning of them is. But just, I mean, apparently angel wings like the demons or something like that, they get them clipped. Is that the, the oh. myth? I, I didn't know, know that. Or, I guess it makes. I, or they lose their wings like Lucifer right. lost his wings when yeah. he fell from heaven. Or yeah. something like that. It does feel like a Lucifer thing if it's on the floor. Yeah. Because that's where he go. That's where he go. Hell Fam- is in the floor. Yeah. Famously, that's where he go. Um, but that is also now just sort of like a Los Angeles uh, tourist trap. Uh, <laughs> Large painted wings. Yeah. True. That is. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now it's like, get your Instagram. Oh, boy. Get your Instagramming. Then get go. your Instagram. Come see me in Las Vegas. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yes. When um, I was on dating sites, I would screenshot every profile that had uh, like angel wing <laughs> photos as its main thing, uh, and there were truly hundreds. Yeah, it was it was it's a problem. People need to stop doing it. That's like our friend Mike Spence. Um, she always shares Insta stories of girls who their profile pictures are them at a firing range. And, oh my God. and they're everyone it, in Utah. It's actually yeah. It's and I mean it's I guess it's kind of a good tactic just to be like, hey, don't try to pull anything with me. Mm. But it is a very funny. It's very funny when that's like your primary thing and you don't even see your face. It's just like the back of a girl's head with the big earphones on, like with a gun pointed at up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For gay guys, I feel like it was a lot of pictures about of like them and like it's me in my Halloween costume and it's just like them in a thong and they've got like a black dot on their nose. <laughs> It's like, I'm the Wolfman. It's like, okay. Uh, I, excuse me, sir. I know the Wolfman and you are not the Wolfman. I have served with the Wolfman. <laughs> wolfman Stolen was a valor. friend of mine. Yeah. Man, I guess for men, it's like Machu Picchu is a big thing. Um, oh, yeah. Drugged, drugged mm. elephants, drugged lions, mm. drugged Oof. monkeys. I just assume they're drugged. <laughs> Drugged monkeys? Uh, maybe not drugged. Monkeys probably terrifying. more amenable than... yeah. Tigers, but um, yeah, I guess like being on boats. Mm. Anytime you get on a boat, you kind of have to scratch marks. Imagine what if what, the, she did what if the me. common thing for men was just like exposed torso and scratch marks across it. It's so close to the truth. I like a man who can get scratched. I like a man with skin, delicate skin. I, I bleed too. See, do you bleed? It is nice to know that men can bleed, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's so okay. So this is the thing you haven't talked about with your friends in a long time. Long time, yeah. I haven't really even talked to at least two of these friends in quite a while because mm. a bunch of them are still in Utah. All of them. All of them are still. Yeah, in Utah. two of them got married and then divorced in a bad way. Uh, oh. So there's Steve is someone that I do not talk to. Yeah, um, he bad. Yeah, he bad guy. Oh boy. But then, so they're all Mormon. So these are not um, or. Two, two of them, so Paul and Steve both um, raised Mormon. Uh, both are now out of the church, I believe. I think Steve was a little, actually, no. Steve wasn't in the church. Paul was the only other one who was raised Mormon. These, oh. The other two were not Mormon. Okay. Because I was going to say, what it, do you know what the, like, what the belief system is around, like, ghosts and demons and Mormonism? So, as far as I was like exposed to uh, growing up, there was almost never any talk about ghosts. Um, It was like, we talk about spirits like sort of wandering, but it was never like in a spooky haunted way. It was like that spirits would sort of like visit, you know, the Uh earth and like kind of be there in sort of a supportive way to like their relatives or like their children or something like that. Is that canonical at all? I think so. I think it is canonical that like 
if if you go so the Mormon heaven has like three layers. There's the celestial kingdom, which is like the you know you become a god basically. Uh-huh. Then there's the um, telestial kingdom, which is like the sort of middle ground where most people generally go and then if you're like pretty bad you go to the terrestrial kingdom which is like you basically don't get any power and you have to like kind of work your way to the second layer but you'll never get to the highest layer it's hotel off-site in orlando exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and that's like for non-baptized people like people who aren't mormon um people who aren't mormon and not baptized i believe still can go to like the middle kingdom which is like good but not but you don't get a planet default is kind of is the terrestrial kingdom which is yeah. is like not quite hell because they don't really have a hell they have like outer darkness which is like oh. hitler and satan um <laughs> oh that's right outer darkness yeah, yeah. Oh, that i remember that's a much um, better name than yeah. hell outer darkness i like i like yeah. that as kind of just like a, a just, general like state of, of, of being yeah they didn't yeah. mention that at the visitor center no yeah they they don't advertise outer they don't darkness advertise too much. It. yeah we went to um the <laughs> temple square in salt lake yeah she got which... so freaked out <gasps> It really like as time went on, it was like being in a haunted place because I it just the dread in me just built up Wow! while being there because it was like, oh, God, there's so much money and power. It felt sort of like Scientology related yeah, dread where yeah. it's like, I can't believe this has so much. It's oppressive. Money. Yeah, it's 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 also like it's weird to be in a place where everyone believes the same thing mm-hmm. um, and that it's such a recent religion, too. Like, I know. And to it's such judge. I, but who was was it you that was or someone was like, it's such an American religion, you know, yeah. which is like I found a big ghoul place and, you know, and I got a planet now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's kind of um, it's sort of a get rich quick uh yeah. But there's yeah. a lot in it about like controlling teen behavior. Yeah. Right. The underwear. Do you want to? Well, well the, so the underwear isn't teens. The underwear is like after you, um, if you're a woman, it's after you get married. If you're a man, it's after you like go or when you go on a mission, when you're oh, ordained yeah. an elder. Um, it's like sort of spiritual armor in a way you're supposed to like wear it underneath your clothes and uh, the world isn't supposed to be able to see it gotcha. um, to basically protect you from like worldly sin or something like that. Hmm. Um, as kind of like a symbolic thing, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they, like a lot of the culture is just built around like, um, the eternal consequences of small, meaningless things. Like they, they try to keep like teens fully in line of like, you know, no sex, no masturbating, no alcohol, no, like basically if you ever slip up, then you're probably not going to get, uh, get to be a God and probably not going to see your family in the afterlife, things like that. Well, there's just a ton of like checking in where you have to like tell the, yeah, bishops about like bad stuff you like there's just constant confession but it's not just being absolved and having penance like yeah there's like you have to there's like a whole 12-step process anytime you like uh uh, drink alcohol or like have sex or masturbate or something like there's this whole repentance process that goes into it and you're supposed to like tell your bishop everything which like some bishops have very much abused with like young men and young women and like you know there's been some really bad things that have happened uh but yeah it's like all just around this idea and these are just like men from the community too they're like yeah well technically like canonically or whatever they're called of god but yeah they're just dudes wow they're just guys that live in the neighborhood i'm it's always very fascinating i this is very dumb but i saw this (laughs) documentary called i think it's called tabloid okay this yeah and it's a it's just like about it's about like a beauty queen in the Mm -hmm. 70s who also is like a genius like she's gotten her IQ tested and she's like off the charts who fell in love with this Mormon guy. Mm. And they mm-hmm. had like a very brief, 
kind of fling. Okay. And then she was convinced they were destined to be together. And then he was, he got married to another Mormon woman. And, and then she kidnapped him. Whoa. And took him, like hired two guys to kidnap him and take him to Europe. Good for her. And she, and then, but then it's like, it gets super dark where she, and she's being interviewed and she's like such a fun, bubbly person. (laughs) But then she's like, right, well, um, I tied him to the bed and I took off his underwear and I burned it. And like, and then he, he like got away from her and then she like wrote a book. It's just like this really crazy story. And it's, it's what I think is like smart and interesting about it is, is that it, you like aren't on either person's side, like on a macro sense, you know, but on a micro sense, you're like this poor guy like has been kidnapped by someone who literally must be the embodiment of what Mormons think would be like the evil of the yes. world, which is yeah. this like Jezebel being like, I'm going to kidnap you, burn your sacred underwear and oh. then like try to have sex with you yep. so that we are forever bound to each other. A big boobed demon. <laughs> Is gonna take you to Europe. <laughs> Honestly, that is truly what they try to make you afraid of. Like oh they're like gosh. some Catholic girl is gonna take your virginity, yeah, your precious virginity. Oh, oh it's so God. it's so fun. Those sexual the, Catholic, right? No, we're out of control. It's so fun. The um the like cycle of who each denomination of Christianity should be afraid of. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like it just it's like such a great. It's like, well, you can't take the chicken and the fox across the river yes, because the fox will eat the lettuce. Right. <laughs> I know. But for like it's like it's like Protestants are afraid of Catholics because they think that they'll turn America into a Catholic country and the Pope mm-hmm. will be president. <laughs> and like Catholics are afraid of Protestants because of the Ku Klux Klan ostensibly. Like, I don't know. Oh. Um, and then Mormons kind of fit in of just like, I guess comparatively, we're all super scary. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Yeah, we're it's, all, yeah. I remember it primarily being Catholics and atheists that, like, I was yeah. afraid of. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have claims on Catholic, Catholic, Jewish, and atheists. Wow. You're absolutely fucked. Yeah, no, I'm completely Danger. fucked here. No. <laughs> it was always a thing of, like, your parents would be like, well, they, they don't have the same standards that we do. <gasps> Uh, oh, yeah. it was uh it was always a thing because I, I remember like at one point in high school i like had a brief thing with a girl who was catholic and like um my mom wasn't act outwardly discouraging it but like trying to like kind of give like the little sort of hints and stuff of being like well i mean you know like future wise like that, that could be complicated and like you know like wow. temple and all this stuff you know because you wouldn't be married in the temple if it was <sighs> someone not of the faith and like weirdly enough that same girl now mormon Oh yeah, it happened. My my brother growing up in high school had like an amazing girlfriend who, weirdly enough, it was New Hampshire and there weren't a lot of Mormons there. Mm. She was Mormon, and um and they were they like they cared about each other very much and they just had to break up because of religious reasons. Like yep. neither one of them was going to convert. I was like, it oh, happens. It happens all the time. And I remember my mom saying to me when I was in middle school and I was like, soon I'll be able to date. <laughs> and she was like, all I want you. And she was like you can date whoever you want and any background you want. And she was like, and you know, when I was dating, I, th- I thought I don't care, you know, who, um, what someone's, you know, denomination is or religion is. I have more in common with a religious Jewish person than a non-religious Christian person. <laughs> and I remember being like, okay, so as I just need to, I just need to date someone who's religious in some capacity, <laughs> which is a very, which is a, a weird way to enter into things. Yeah. yeah. Clearly things are fine. Uh, they, my, fine. my parents love Chris very much. 
Um, but also your mom married your dad who was literally becoming a priest when they met. So my mom was a Protestant. My dad was Catholic. And I didn't th- – I mean it's like now that seems so silly that mm-hmm. that would ever be a thing. But I think for my dad's mom who was Irish Catholic, I think she was like – they're gonna baptize all those boys. They're Protestant, gonna destroy the and, saints. Oh. And they're gonna they're gonna kill systematically. Mary. The children will kill the saints. <laughs> They'll destroy um, our iconography. And I am the only one of my brothers to be baptized in the Catholic Church. Whoa! Whoa! Really? Yeah. So either either I'm gonna be alone in heaven, or I'll be the only one in hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Anybody want to play backgammon? <laughs> That's the devil to me. Um, yeah. Um, okay. But so were you ever t- told about like the occult or devils or not, the dangers of that? Not in any specific terms. And I feel like it was, it's kind of the Mormon philosophy of like avoidance over confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just wouldn't talk. Like you were aware because of other kids at school more than because of religion, you were aware of like Satanists and like, mm-hmm. you know, devil worshipers or mm-hmm. whatever. Um but like exorcisms and like, you know, hauntings and stuff like that were never a big part of Mormon canon. That's so funny. That's sort of like the um, the prevailing dog training wisdom of ignoring a bad behavior and over the Caesar Milan sort of like attacking it. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very much. Yeah. It, it, ghost stories and scary stories w- within like religious communities and contexts I'm always very fascinated by. Um, and and with this story. Am I am I correct in understanding that there is a larger lore to it, lore to it, or an explanation? Yes. Well, um, in our next episode, it's a two parter. It's baby. a two parter. Beach, <laughs> beach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to be giving you a two parter urban ledge episode, which you've never had before in your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be discussing the source material of Jay's journal. I cannot wait. Uh, and I- you know what's spooky? Your name is Jason. Oh, my oh, God. And Jay's. my family calls me Jay. <gasps> that's true. It's what crazy. if the, Oh, if that's the revelation at the end of this, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I'd marry you today. <laughs> Jason, I'm so sorry you had to revisit this very haunting story, but I'm very glad you did because it spooked the pants right off of me. You know, it's okay. It got me to talk to two old friends for the oh, first time in a while. That uh, is really nice. And two new Good. friends. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> it spooked his pants off and then I picked him up and burned him. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, should we do, should we do a couple quick scary ideas for things that can happen yeah, before Jason, we go? would you want to join us? Sure. Okay. Uh, one of us will go first and then you'll go second just in case it's oh, bad. Right. And okay. then one of us will go last. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. A scary idea for things that can happen. <laughs> it could truly just be a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that is spooky that could happen. He listens to the pod. Yeah. Um, I'll start off. Okay. Uh, I don't have one in mind, but I'm going to come up with one. Oh my God, here it comes. On the spot. You're writing down your New Year's resolution. And you begin to write, go to the gym every day. But as you write, go to the gym every day, you notice that at the bottom of the page, every time you write a word, another word is written at the bottom of the page. And when you write, go to the gym, below it says, you know you won't. And you erase it. And the words at the bottom of the page disappear. And you write it again. I will go to the gym. And at the bottom of the page it says, I am standing right behind you. And you turn around. And standing there is a rotten body. And it's holding a bag of Jollibee fried chicken. 
that could happen. happen. Oh my God, Andrew, wow. that could happen. Uh, it could happen. It's, if it does, you should call a therapist. You should. Wow. Any therapist. Any therapist. <laughs> Hopefully someone who's registered. So yeah, that was a low stakes one. But it is based in reality. People have fears about their... Yeah. About yeah, their news uh, um, yeah, and again, it's like sometimes, sometimes we hit a gem and sometimes we don't. Hey. So there's no pressure. I, like, I thought that was a gem. Hey, thank yeah, you so good. much. That's very, That's very kind of you. <clears throat> okay, Jason, do you want to go? You're staying at a cabin in a small remote town known for semi cult like activity. The man who is renting the cabin to you tells you there are keys, but doesn't hand them to you tells you there's a fire pit you manage to start a fire in this fire pit this little fireplace in the first floor of this two-floor cabin uh upon starting the fire you decide to go to bed and allow the fire to uh warm up the cabin uh you go back downstairs a little while later to put the fire out so as not to uh burn down the cabin and you go to sleep you come back down uh to get a drink of water and you see the fire is back on. You think that's weird. And you think back to the man and the keys that he didn't give you. And you go to make sure the door is locked. But the lock is now the other way around. <gasps> that, that could, could happen. happen! Jason! Jason, <laughs> Jason no. and I did stay in a cabin no. in the middle of nowhere and the man didn't give us the key. That is very scary, Jason. Oh my god, and that Jason! Could you were—you just were sitting on that. Wow, that's so—you're so capable of scaring me How so badly. How dare you? It was very scary. The power didn't work, <gasps> and there was no heat. Oh my! And he had a fireplace, but there was just logs, no kindling. Giant logs. Giant logs that didn't quite fit, Can't and then there was no more fire starter. Yeah. Um, and then he literally there was a dry erase board with um, his phone number on it. And he said, and that's my number if anything happens, but also you don't have service out here. <gasps> and then he left. Oh my. And this was in like a polygamous community. Yeah. Like oh boy. right outside of one. Yeah. And now you're all married. Now we're, we're all married. Okay, Anna, bring us on home. Okay. You finally discover that you need glasses and you go to where you thought there was a Warby Parker, but instead... It's a really old optician named Dr. Eyes. (laughs) And you go in and he says, try these on first, the eyes. (laughs) And you put on the glasses. And when you do, you can see right through Dr. Eyes' clothes. And on his chest, he has two big eyeballs. That That could happen. happen. Oh, no. Think about it. Anna, you, I have to say, and this has been something people have been messaging about. Anna, you have a great knack at eyeball horror related things. (laughs) Um, Like four people sent messages about that one scary idea for things that could happen where someone who is like, oh, I have something in my eye and then they pull it out and it's another eye. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And this one also, ugh, eyes where they shouldn't be are very scary. Yes. Um, just think about that. Think about it. Um, so this is the end of part one of this particular urban episode. Yeah, tune in next Wednesday for wow. part two. See you next Wednesday. Boo. Um, 
yeah, Abu. And thank you so much, Jason, of for course. being with us. Oh, man. Absolutely. And we can't wait to have you back again next week. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and everybody else, till next week. Get, get out. out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.